Welcome back, everybody, to This Is My Bourbon Podcast. It's another episode, another week, and I am still Perry, and still with me is Eric the Whiskey Mutant. Yeah, a little too, Eric. <laughs> a little too mutant. Well, yeah. A little too raff. A little too... <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Good, man. It's nice to be here. It's been a long week. I'm finally off work for the week. Are you Are you not working tonight? No. Oh. But I have volleyball tomorrow. Dang it. <laughs> but I don't have to go anywhere tonight. I've got a tour tomorrow. So. Where are you going tomorrow? Oh, or who, going to like, where are you taking people tomorrow? We're, we're going to like four different places Ooh. tomorrow. All uh, around the world. Nah, yeah, yeah. Which brings up a good point. If you would like to come to Kentucky and do a bourbon tour, you can head to distilledexperiences.com. You can book it there, and I will be... Can they request you? Uh, I mean, they can. It's not really going to make much of a difference because I'm kind of the only person who does the oh, uh, sure. <laughs> who does the tours anymore. I am your tour guide, the Pear Bear. I said, I said this in our, uh, our group chat, but... I uh, I had one on Monday, and <clears throat> I leaned I leaned back. I was introducing myself. Hey, everybody! I'm Perry. I'm going to be your tour bus driver for the day. And I heard in the back there was a guy who went a tour bus driver. <gasps> Perry, the tour bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> it got me so good. That it got guy me has so watched Phineas good. and Ferb. Oh, and and he came up later and he was like, "Can you um use the turn up the voluminator <laughs> on the music?" I was like. All right, dude. <laughs> All right, that's, now we're getting a little yeah, weird. Yeah, we're, we're done here. <laughs> Will you call me Dr. Spoot? What, what Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. <laughs> hey, if you're new to the show and you have not yet, please subscribe. If you are returning, hope you're well. Thank you so much for being back. If you have not yet left a five-star rating and review, please do so. It helps us out so dang much. It pulls us up more and more in the iTunes search algorithm thingy. People just want to check us out and see that we're getting good. Feed the algorithm. Feed the algorithm, dadgummit. Um, also, I started putting in the feed as of last week the audio version of the live streams that I do on Thursday nights on YouTube. Uh, so if you don't know that I go live every Thursday at 8 p.m. on YouTube, uh, now you do. And at the very least, you can check out the audio of it. But if you want the visual component, uh, you can also head over to YouTube and check that out. And also, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month, as little as five bucks a month gets you bonus content. Are we starting off with uh, Flying Blind this week? Um, what do you want to do? Because I came prepared with both. Let's do Flying Blind this flying week. Flying Blind. Okay, yeah. you close your eyes okay. and hand me a glass. Hold on. I have turned away from from Eric. No I guess I could have done some more plugs right now, but... Won't take me a second. Didn't even think about it. It was a nice cork pop. And then I'm going to pour myself a little bit. I'm wait until you're done pouring to turn back. Don't want to ruin the surprise. Nobody likes a surprise that's ruined. Nobody likes surprises. <laughs> Everybody's just boring. <laughs> there I, you go. I like surprises. Thank you. All right. Blind, blind. This 
this another Willet? <laughs> no. No Willet for a while. Oh, it smelled good. I like that nose a lot. It smelled good. All right. Based on the nose. Oh, a little pre- preparation here. Because <laughs> I've got... All right, so... You're in the mode. You're in I'm the in, mode. I'm in the mode for Matt Madness, which, as of recording... Um, we don't know what... Well, you'll find out, but you don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen, but I am competing tonight as of recording, so you will know by the time this episode comes out what those results will be. And if all the training so, paid off. I'm really nervous. <laughs> I just want to do well this year. You're going to do fine. I want to get to the finals. You're going to get the belt. I want the belt. I want to beat Grease. I want to prove my worthiness. I want to prove my palate. I want to show everybody that I came to play and I came to win. And dadgummit, I'm going to win this year. Do it. You got gonna, this. I am going to win this Let's year. Let's go! This is, I have never been this psyched about anything. <laughs> My family, I have a child, my child, and I have never been this psyched this about anything. This is all that matters. This is the only thing in life that I have worth living for. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. Mm. Oh, that's really good. I was going to say, based on the nose, it was either a high rye bourbon or a rye whiskey. I think this is a rye. Okay. Is it Willet rye? <laughs> no. <laughs> no Willets. <laughs> Is I, it a rye? I gotta take my I gotta take a break from getting trashed for my my willets. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Um uh no, it's not a rye. Is it a high rye bourbon? Mm, I can't remember. Like once you see what it is, you'll be able to tell oh, me. Oh, okay. More. Sure. I can't remember the mash bill exactly. I mean it, it drinks it drinks like a high rye bourbon. It's got a lot of spice. It's got that like mm-hmm spearminty-ness to it as well. I love the nose. Guess the proof. 110. Close. It's it's 53.3%, so what, 106 points? That's 107. 107? Yeah. So you're close. I actually was, <laughs> I was pretty close to guessing 107. The age. Seven years old. Close. I'll give you the plus two because it's nine. There we go. Nine and some months. Okay. What is this? So based on that, nine and some months, I can't tell you exactly what the mash bill is because I need your help. 107. And it's 107 proof. Is there anything that would... I can't think... The only thing I can think of is Antique 107, but that's... No. Isn't there a... Yeah, I think this like is a sing- con- it's a single barrel, so it's just that's the proof that that you got. Like it's not the standard proof at nine years. Yeah, and I can't tell. And I know a lot of mash bills, and I can't remember what this mash. My, I'm I'm completely blanking on it's what a this four could roses. be. Wow, it's a four roses, O B S O. So I couldn't remember which one that it's is. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah I knew that's your favorite, yeah. but I didn't know if that was like the That's the, one the high that, rye. Yeah, 35%. Uh, nine years, 10 months, total wine. Picked in, uh, well, I don't know if it's picked in November, but it's November 2021. 53.3% um, warehouse PN, and it's 
Give me that tier one. Give me that tier information. I think was it one one L there means t- tier one. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I, like I I genuinely do not know all of the. I know there's one like tier like tier, tier five stuff. or something that everybody goes crazy about. I can't yeah. remember. It's a little hot, but it's good. I haven't had an OBSO in a hot minute, but this is. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I can't believe it's that low of proof, right? Yeah, barely over 100. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for that. That was a good one. Yeah, dude. I'll save uh, the sips and snacks for next week. Works for me. You should not save, though, what it is that you've been drinking recently. Oh. So I got to know. So. What have you been drinking recently? So probably the best thing I've had the past couple of days was we got home from St. Louis I'd had like I'd packed some, uh, I had some 101, and I think I had um, some Jack Daniels barrel proof and stuff I'd packed at the hotel. But I got home that night. Everybody was asleep. I was tired from the drive, and I pulled out a sample that I had been given recently, and it was marvelous. This was um, the Boone County that was on chad and sarah's uh, it's bourbon nights oh. uh bourbon bowl oh. after it was over chad was like do you want a sample of something i was like i really want that uh boone county 12 year uh, mgp mgp oh my goodness dude it is so good i've been over to their house so many times i don't think i've ever had that <laughs> I, I, I think they just recently opened it for this oh did they yeah oh, okay and that was the one, so if you go back and watch the Bourbon Bowl, like, uh, Perry was supposed to ref. Perry was in quarantine. I was not sick. He was in quarantine. My wife was sick. He was on house arrest. I had my he ankle had an bracelet. ankle bracelet on. Um, so I filled in. And also so, known as an anklet. Anklet. And I got to pick from the list that they had kind of dwindled down. Each of them had their thing. And so the last round that I made was the MVP round. And there's a lot of stuff in there that could have been in the MVP round. Yeah. I mean, there was like Four Roses LE. There was like vintage, like uh, freaking like that old uh, old granddad and like mm. um, all this stuff. And I was like, what is the MVP to me in these? Like, yeah. if I'm the if I'm the referee, I'm going to be handing out the MVP trophy. Right. You know what I mean? Or I feel like that I would be. Um, and I was like, I got to put like two hitters against each other. So I was like two single barrels on the list. There's a Russell, there's Russell's 13. And then there's this Boone County. That's 12 year old MGP, like distillery, distillery only. Yeah. And I was like, that has to be amazing. Cause I love some 12, 13 year old MGP. The, the last Boone County <coughs> pick that I had that was in double digits, um, Dustin brought in uh, and it was like 13 years old and it was it was always like really hyper oaky like way way too oaky I think finally like the last couple of times that I've had it um, it's opened up finally but I've also grown to like oakier products the longer that I've been drinking bourbon so yeah so it's the Boone County 1833 12 year distillery only single barrel and it's like one twelve something proof. Wow, that's it. Yeah, man, something, something. Yeah, I think so. 
it was really close to the 114 that the um russell's 13 i was like that's it right there yeah. 13 year old russell's single barrel almost the same proof 12 year old mgp single barrel almost the same proof and uh that one in the, they ended up picking that one at the end and uh over the russell's yeah but I poured, Shame. I have a sample of it and I poured about half of it and I just sat there in the dark in the living room, total silence. And I just enjoyed the heck out of that freaking sample. That sounds so nice. Yeah. <laughs> this was after a five and a half hour drive with the boys. Oh. Eli, my son was trying to learn how to pee in a cup because he had to pee so bad. It did not end well. Did it go all over the car? Some of the, yes. Um, oh, dude. Yes. Um, it was a long drive. You know, when, when stuff like that, when you tell me about stuff like that, my first reaction is always, poor Addison. Like, <laughs> I always feel the worst for her. Well, the good thing was she wasn't in the car because we had to drive separate. So we... Oh. April and Addison were behind us in the car, which was probably a lot more peaceful okay. than what was in so, uh, my I'm, car. I'm 100% sure it was. How much pee made it into the cup? Okay, we're talking like we're talking like a medium Chick-fil-A cup, right? Mm-hmm. And he probably, the total amount probably equaled about half of the cup, and there was about a quarter of actual pee in the cup. <laughs> That's yes. so much that he didn't make it. This was cup. two and a half hours still left to get home. We're like not even to like so it smelled Louisville so yet. it smelled like pee. Yeah, for two and a half hours, basically. How did he get rid of it? Did he like dump it out the window? I did. I just <laughs> chucked it. I didn't even care. Semis behind us probably got piss all over their windows. <laughs> I was just fucking done, man. I was just done. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I really, I really don't blame you. But yeah, I got home, got everybody settled, got the stuff out of the car, and I just sat there and I said, I gotta have something good. And I poured about half of the sample that Chad let me have, and I just sat there and enjoyed that in the dark with nothing going on, and it was amazing. I've started to accept that there are gonna be nights where it's okay if everybody's already asleep for me to just retreat for a little mm -hmm. while and yeah like like i've been playing pokemon arceus like crazy arceus what have i been saying i've been saying arceus or Ar i've been saying arceus um but like it's limited to when i have downtime right of course um and more and more i'm like i could just everybody's asleep nobody's gonna miss me for like an hour and a half. Sometimes it's better because like April like punches me sometimes if I try to like sneak in the bed like everybody's asleep and she's like, why'd you get in the bed? I was so asleep. I was like, oh shit. Okay, I'm going back, going back. So now I'm just like, you know See what? <laughs> I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. Uh, I I usually like just hang out on the couch until I know she's really good in the sleep. If we don't, you know, fall asleep at the same time. Yeah. And because I I don't want to endure the wrath of waking her up. When she's just fell asleep. I, I am very fortunate that Lucy can sleep through a hurricane. And not just that. If it wakes her up, she is immediately back asleep within about two minutes. So. Lucky. <laughs> she has what her family calls the Bellamy curse. Where they can just sleep whenever. Yeah. Whenever they want to. So. 
Anyway, that sounds like that, sounds, that was that was a way tangent. The Bellamy curse sounds like something from Castlevania, doesn't it? Just though, Castlevania Seven, <laughs> the Curse of Bellamy. <laughs> um, let's see. I did Matt Madness training last night. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was on there was that uh, <clears throat> that Bardstown Bourbon Company Honey Ale finished uh-huh. bourbon. Holy crap, that yeah. was so good. Eleven year MGP finished yeah. in Goodwood Honey Ale cast. Ridiculous. Um, I'm still salty that I got everything right about the Russells, <laughs> except for the proof and saying that it was a single barrel instead of the small batch. I had to throw in some random question that was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I think I think that I got tricked on Russell's small batch last year as you? well. I think in the, the semifinals against... Um, I couldn't remember. All I knew was I'm not putting Old Forester 1910 in there. Like that's that was too much of a gimme. I knew that one was finished though. Yeah. I mean, there was no way that it wasn't finished. So, I've I've got I'm pretty good. It's good. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this stuff. You you got the uh, I set the goal as eight and above is winning and seven and below is losing, and you got eight. Yeah. I also uh, mixed up a couple of fresh batches of my uh, my infinity bottles. I just tried them. Eric tried the the Russells. And he tried an old blend that I had from a Rare Bird 101 meetup. Um, but the one I'm most excited about is the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof Infinity Bottle. It's so dark. It's really, really dark. I'm looking <laughs> at it from it's across sitting, the table right It's now. sitting um, like basically up against my Switch, which is white. The dock is white. Oh, yeah. And it, like, it still looks really, really dark. <laughs> I can't wait to try it, dude. It looks so dark. Part of me wants to get... Uh, like a mini barrel and oh, that would be do nice. a batch of that and throw it in one of those too. But anyway, I don't think you're patient enough to wait for a not, I'm definitely you not. No, I gotta have some Elijah Craig barrel proof in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have some of it. All right. So this week we're bringing back the news uh, for the first time in like a year. I think, um, Back by popular demand, I would say. People were uh, asking if it was ever going to come back, and finally I was like, you know what? We may as well. Why not? It's time It's time to bring it back. So here's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you're going to have to walk me through this, because I've never, I've only listened to the news. I've never done the news before. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wrench into our plans. I'm going to say that we've, we've basically got three different sections of news, right? We've right. got like stories, mm-hmm. we've got releases, right. and we've got the TTB levels. Right. So in between each of those, let's do one of our reviews. Because we've got three reviews to okay. get through this week. So after, news and reviews, okay. <laughs> after the, hey, that's the yeah. name of the episode then. Yeah. Um, so after the stories, okay. we'll, do, we'll do either the barrel bourbon or the larceny. Okay. After the releases... We'll do whichever Whatever one we didn't, didn't do before. And then after all the TTB labels, we'll do the Barrel Seagrass. Okay. So, sweet. Glad you were on board with that. Yes. Let's start off by talking about Buffalo Trace, because it's Buffalo Trace. <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about them. I always, always have to. So, uh, this is news uh, from back in January, so we're all kind of playing a little bit of catch-up uh, with a few things. I apologize for that. By next week, we'll have some more uh, pertinent 
and relevant news. I like, uh, I like this opening line they put in this thing. <laughs> but they uh, they are saying that Buffalo Trace has exceeded uh, their pre-pandemic visit- visitation tourism records. Um, <laughs> and I, I do like that, too. Uh, this is from our buddies over at uh, the Bourbon Review, GoBourbon.com. Uh, the surprises and good vibes just keep rolling along in bourbon country. <laughs> uh, so they said that uh, they set an all-time record in 2021 for distillery visits as over 340,000 guests walked the grounds of Buffalo Trace. And that is a 160% increase uh, of visits versus 2020 and 16% up from 2019. So that's... Incredible. Can I ask a question about this though? Sure, yeah. Is is that who actually like bought a do we know if that's who bought like a tour ticket or is that just somebody who showed up and was in line to get some blantons? Like, I, like that's a, like <laughs> legitimate. Like I am how do you think they I am assuming that it's based on like purchases or something, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Um it would make sense that it would be for like people who bought tickets for tours. True. That's probably how they kept up with it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still, like, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Oh, no. That's basically the entire city of Lexington. Right. <laughs> All went on a, a tour at Buffalo Trace in 2021. Listen, you can, people can say what they want about Buffalo Trace, but as far as like a distillery that's just like show up and just walk the grounds. It it's hard to beat it because you it's almost like you're just it's you can't just roam around and get sneak into a rickhouse which I mean you could maybe get caught but you we're can, not we're, let's say this we're not encouraging it or condoning it right but we're also not condemning it right but they have so much <laughs> stuff like they have big fields they have like parks and like all this yeah. stuff like I have literally took my kids to an Easter egg hunt at Buffalo Trace before yeah. Um, it's just such a nice place. You could just go park and just walk, not even buy a tour ticket, not even buy anything at the gift shop and just have a good time. Smells like bourbon and there's just, it's just a nice place to go walk. You can take a little flask of something. Yeah. Take some glantons in your flask. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think that one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is this, this is just such a good indication that things are finally trending in the right direction after a crazy couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just the fact that this many people felt safe enough or, or whatever. Well, look there for a while. You, nobody was even doing a tour period. Yeah, like they, exactly. Stuff was shut down completely. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, all of 2020, I didn't have, well, I mean, you know, after like March, I didn't have a tour. I had maybe one or two like transportation gigs, um, but otherwise, I mean, it was completely dead. So this is good. This is really, really good news for, mm-hmm. for the bourbon industry, I would say. So this next thing, um, there, there's a couple, like these two things kind of go hand in hand. Um, and it's something that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. We talked about it on the pregame chats last week as well for Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Um, <laughs> There is this notion that's kind of going around that we might see the end of single barrel picks in Kentucky. <laughs> God. 
And this was all kind of brought up by uh, Mark Gillespie of the Whiskey Cast, um, whom, by the way, if that show did not exist, shows like 10-Bip wouldn't exist. So thank you, Mark. I just want to say. So there is a, uh, on, on Go Bourbon, um, a few things that they kind of lay out, uh, talking about how it could indeed be in trouble. Um, there are no distinct laws for private barrel selections. Uh, the same laws apply to it as any sightseeing distillery visitor. Uh, each visitor is permitted 1.75 ounces to taste, and private barrel selections may exceed this, allegedly. Winky face. Um, <laughs> Each visitor can purchase up to nine liters uh, or 12 750s of alcohol per visit. A barrel can yield 200 plus bottles. And uh, conflict with Kentucky's three tier system uh, also kind of lends itself to a lot of this. So the three tier system is starts with the producer, goes to the wholesale distributor, then it goes to the retailer. And that's how you're able to purchase it. Um, it does look like there is a good chance that this could become an issue. This is dumb. Like, why, I, who I, set out to do that, though? Like, what? I mean, what, how did that even become a thing? Did somebody just find some old law and they were like, you know what? Kind of feel, kind of feels like can it. Hate single barrels, and I'm taking them down. Yeah. Somebody's got pissed off and they're mad, and they're just trying to hurt the things we love. So here, here's the good news, though. There have been a couple of pieces of legislation that have been brought forth to allow, potentially allow for single barrel selections to continue. Um, the first one was Senate Bill 160, uh, which was brought to Kentucky, and it would amend uh, the law that uh, defines consumer and private barrel selections. Uh, it would redefine that. Um, just to allow for those purchases right. to continue. Uh, it would amend another law that would authorize a manufacturer to ship samples to persons or entities engaged in private selection events uh, and would indicate that the ship sample quantity limits apply to each separate recipient. Uh, a third law to allow a distiller to conduct private selection events and sell private selection packages at retail. A fourth to exempt most private selection package sales from the wholesale tax, and a fifth to exclude a distiller selling private selection packages from the interlocking interest prohibition. Um, basically, it's just trying to work towards allowing the distillery right. to more, more comfortably sell single barrels and allow the pick-in process to continue. Um, oh, I like, I like the Bill 500. Oh, House Bill 500, yeah. Um, it would set, uh, according to Go Bourbon, would set specific parameters in defining private barrel events or the act of private barrel selecting and participants within it. But as you can see below, uh, as they say, there are additional objectives. Um, so it, it's kind of going into like how you would be able to have selection events within like um, festivals and events. Uh, you could also sell some of these products as well in uh, particular settings. Um, yeah, and it says you could have like an off-site tasting room. Like yeah. Like they could just make a little spot over there when you could do your tasting in there. Um, 
But here's the thing. <laughs> it is good that both of these things are on, on the floor. But it doesn't mean that they are going to pass. True. So, in short, private barrels could go away. We could, I mean, we could really see the end of single barrels. Somebody, who, somebody get this man some, some pappy or something, whoever <laughs> brought this up. Take this guy on a single barrel. Somebody, pick. yeah, somebody get him that, uh, on a picket willet or something yeah. and just like, let him go to town. Show him how much fun it actually is. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is just a crucial, crucial thing <sighs> to the current state of bourbon. I mean, we can't ignore it. We don't want this to go away. Oh, no. it's no. my favorite thing. What if we have to sacrifice the pick that we're doing for the meetup? Yeah. I mean. Because this stupid thing happens. It's so. I don't even like the news and this is getting me fired up. <laughs> Jeez. So anyway, stay tuned for that. I'm sure we will have an update on that in the coming weeks. Let's ease our minds a little bit, though. Okay. I didn't. I didn't mean I don't like our news. No, 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 I'm just no, saying no. news in general. Unless I, like I, I just avoid it. It usually just hey, bums me out. There's enough bad news going yeah. on right now. But I'm just saying, don't take away my single barrels, please. It's the one good thing I have left. Please. So I am also going to propose that with these reviews, since we do have three of them to do, uh, we try to limit them to about five or ten minutes. Okay. So. You know, kind of like first impressions yeah. uh, with like nose palette, finish and price and the what not. Um, but. Kind of like quick. No, we can't use that word. <laughs> Somebody else uses that word. So this is Barrel Bourbon Batch 31. 111.2 proof. The youngest product in it is six years old. And I believe the oldest is 15 or 16. That smells really good. It smells so good. <laughs> it smells like maple syrup pancakes. There's so much maple. Oh, it's like maple syrup almost. Yeah. Uh, 90 bucks a bottle, as it typically is. Uh, I do still kind of think that barrel is a little bit overpriced based on what goes into it. But I think just the overall quality of what these products are makes it a a good investment or a good buy for people. This one. Usually they say like the states that are in them, don't they? Um, yeah, it should say it on there. Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee. Oh, there it is. I see it. That smells really good. <laughs> the finish is straight butter. Yeah. It It turns into more of like French toast than anything. I won't lie. Up front, I I feel like I get a little bit of that Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Slightly. not it's not yeah. gonna like totally make me not want it, but I get a little bit of that that mineral. Yeah. Kind of corn and mineral. But I could smell this all day. This is your candle this is your candle pour right yeah. here. Yeah. Uh it's a little bit of a light finish. I would say not yeah. a whole lot going for it, but some of the like darker notes are kind of sticking around more, which I don't mind at all. But yeah, I, I like this. I like it quite a bit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and run through nose palette finish and price on okay. my end. Go for it. Uh, nose, I'm going to give it 
really enjoy it. Just kind of wish that there was a little bit extra um, to bump it through. Uh, Palette, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I don't think it's the best one out there, uh, but I do still think it's got a lot going for it. Finish, unfortunately, it's a one. Um, it's, it's pretty short, not a lot of hug, just not, you know, not much on this batch. Price, as far as like getting a blend of products that has like 16 year old bourbon in it. Yeah. I mean, for $90, that's not a bad price at all. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, that's where I, I typically kind of land with, with barrel products. Uh, so that rounds me out at 11 out of 20. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go four on the nose because okay. I could smell this all day. And I almost always compare these barrel products to, I have a bottle of eight batch 18. Mm. That's super good. And I'm like, oh, it's got to live up to that. Um, so four on the nose, just because it's a candle. It smells like maple syrup all day. Palette, I'm going to go with a two. Um, I, I don't think they... And, and this is just me. I don't prefer the Dickel notes as much as some people might. So I don't think that stuff yep. got blended out as much. I'm not getting as much as the MGP on the palette as I do the Dickel. Um, so two... And then um, finish. I actually kind of like the finish. It's not long. It's not heavy. But there's this like kind of melted butter note that really, that really sets it apart. Doesn't yeah. last very long, but it's there. So I give it a three on the finish. And then I will. Um, price. It's I'm, not the first thing I would reach no, for, but no. I do think that like what goes into it, the the ninety dollars can be justified. I'm going to say a two and a half. Okay. I think we're the same, aren't we? Are we both at 11? I'm 11.5. I was 11. I think I gave where my nose so, and stuff went up. But, yeah. I mean, I get I get the price because there's a lot of good stuff in it. It takes a lot of work to make something like this drinkable and worthy to put in a bottle. I just wish it was just, I don't know, even like just like 15 15 bucks cheaper. Yeah. Maybe. I could get that. Yeah. I could totally get behind that, but um I don't know. I just I like the the fact that there's all this older product yeah. that goes into it. So I'm gonna keep sipping on that while we move on to yeah, the releases as well. I really like the finish of the butter. So this came out last month. Uh the Rabbit Hole Distillery series Starlino. It's a straight rye finished in uh what is it? Italy's Hotel Starlino Rosso. It's a vermouth. They finished it in vermouth casks. Vermouth. Um, I I am not a big vermouth guy, but I I really want to try this. I'm bummed that I I didn't get to go up to Rabbit Hole when they dropped it. But I I mean it's only fifty bucks for a three seven five. I mean that's what we were paying basically for the uh, Whiskey Barons collection True. from Turkey. Mm -hmm. So I I don't have any problem with that. Um, especially considering it's a 95.5 rye. Classic. <laughs> so good. Uh, Non-age stated 103 point, wait, 105.6 proof. Not bad. Korean Kentucky also has a straight rye that is out. Clifton did a really good review of his, of, uh, of this on his channel. Uh, six years old, 100 proof, $70. Uh, also limited. 
Um, only 70 barrels of the rye were made. Not having a whole lot of uh, success with Cream of Kentucky in the past, I would be a little bit weary, leery about uh, getting this, but... I think I've only had like one at like a tasting or something like that. And it just, yeah. it didn't make me want to go find a bottle. Yeah. But I mean, I, I still, it's another one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I would like to try it. Right. This next one. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really interested in. I'm really curious about this one. Puncher's chance, the distance, but distance is spelled D one, two T A N C E. <laughs> Because it is a 12-year-old Tennessee straight bourbon whiskey mm. at 96 proof, and it's finished in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. Sauvignon. Cab Sav. Cab Sav. <laughs> uh, it is limited. High corn, 84% corn, 8% rye, 8% malt. 12 years old and finished in those Cab Sav barrels. Um, thing that, and, and I mean, as if we're talking about like appropriate pricing, it is $120. Yeah, <laughs> but it is still, I mean, it's that 10 years per or $10 yeah, per year. True. So, I mean, I think 10 years per dollar. <laughs> it's hard. Oh man. It's just not, it's not unfair. It's almost unfair to Dickel because I'm like, yeah, I agree with that pricing, but not for Dickel. You know what well, I mean? I mean, but there's a chance that it isn't Dickel. Oh, because there's Tennessee distillers as well. And um, they're separate from. I guess I was from immediately thinking it was... Oh, no, 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 no. I think that you're completely right. Yeah. <laughs> you're completely justified in assuming <laughs> it was Dickel. Um, but I, I'm betting that it's Tennessee Distillers. Um, however, I could be wrong. Well, that's not fair to them either. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Buzzard's Roost... Yeah, Buzzard's Roost. I almost said roast. Uh, Buzzard's Roost has a toasted French oak bourbon coming out. Uh, MGP... When are we going to start calling MGP Ross and Squibb? I'm never going to. I don't think I am either. RNS. I'm going to go even backwards in time. I'm just going to start saying like Seagram's or something like that. <laughs> you do the opposite of what <laughs> yeah. they're trying to tell you to do. Uh, so this is a five-year-old MGP 105 proof. Yes, 105, $85. Uh, available now, it looks like. And same thing that they did with their uh, toasted bourbon that came out uh, last year taking MGP and finishing it in toasted barrels. Uh, Bourbon's mash bill is 20, uh, excuse me, 74% corn, 21% rye, and 5% malted barley, and only five barrels were produced. Wow. <laughs> Ain't much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm interested in trying it. I, I really like the bourbon that they came out with last year. Oh, yeah, um, we, tried I, that. we had that, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know where it is right now. I think it's on the, yeah, it's on the bar at the moment. But it's good stuff. It was. Oh boy, here we go. Um, <laughs> Kentucky Al, it's got a St. Patrick's Day bourbon coming out. It's a blend of Kentucky straight bourbons aged four to eleven years, one hundred proof, and one thirty-five buckaroos. Boy, you know, I like crazy colors, but man, that I don't bottle, like, I don't that like bottle, it. just like it's ugly. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's just like bright and in your face, and you're like, I don't want to be around that thing. <laughs> I'd love to try it, but I'm not, I'm just not going to buy it. I to think, try it. I think we are going to be able to try it. 
As long as we can get a sample, I'm down for it. Now, it was blended by... Uh, who was it? Who it was, was it? Uh, John Rhea, who was the former Four Roses uh, guy. <laughs> uh, he came on last year. And what? But what was? What's the Irish whiskey part of it? Oh, that's what I'm Kentucky saying. Al says this whiskey was blended through Irish eyes, like somebody in the Irish whiskey scene blended. Oh, this. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whiskey advocate says what this means is that Rhea tapped. Ireland Whiskey Bonder Par ex- Excellence. Uh, Louise McGuane, Mick McGuane, as his partner for this collaboration. The two blenders aimed for accents with a more fruit forward Irish whiskey style that appeals to McGuane's sensibility while still hewing to the Kentucky Owl bourbon profile. After tasting through a wide selection of samples, the result was this blend of Kentucky straight bourbons aged four to 11 years. Okay. I'm just. I'm we'll not, see. And I'm not a. I'm, I'm not an Irish whiskey fan either. So this just doesn't hit anything, any notes that makes me want to try it. No. But I will try. But it. I do want to try it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we reviewed this next one actually a couple weeks ago, Penelope American Light Whiskey. Oh yeah. Founders Reserve. Thirteen years old. Uh, That's good. One thirty-four proof. I think. I think the last sample we had was yeah. one thirty-four. Uh, Eighty bucks. We gave it a recommend. Yes. We might be in a bottle. <gasps> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's so exciting. That is awesome. Oh, Great so news. Uh, Woodford Reserve Double Double Oak. That's already went and gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, 90.4 proof. 50 bucks for a 375. Got to be honest with you guys. It's one of the few releases that come out yearly that I just don't care about. No. I don't think it's very good whiskey. I think people way overhype it. I talked about this with the, uh, Clifton on an episode last year. Um, not not a fan. Um, whatever. Anyway. I wish they would just do more barrel strength stuff. I do too. That's where they really shine. Yeah. And then the last but not least in our releases, I.W. Harper Cabernet Cask Reserve. Hmm. This is, of course, a bourbon from Kentucky. It's f- Four years old and 90 proof. What? And 50 bucks. Widely available. Wow. This four-year-old Kentucky straight bourbon is aged in new charred American oak before, finished in Cabernet Sauvignon casks from California, and bottled at Stitzel Weller. This expression joins the I.W. Harper lineup that includes its straight bourbon and 15-year-old straight bourbon. Lots of, lots of, lots of words there. Lots of caveats. To make you. Yeah. Make you get on board with this one. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I genuinely would like to try it, but I'm not paying $50 for a four-year-old bourbon. Yeah, I mean, and you know, and it's almost like you, you just feel like the finish is just going is just trying to hide some of those, you know, that younger yeah, product stuff. Absolutely. Especially, and at 90 proof. Yeah, I'm good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, review number two. Review number two. Larceny Barrel Proof A122, 124.4 proof. Uh, I believe that they are still sticking with the six to eight years old on this one. Has there been, I, I, I forgot to go back through the reviews of Larceny when we were talking about this, but has there been one that you were like, yeah, this is legit? Like, I feel like the, the one, the only one that I have really liked out of them all was C921. 
I agree. I was getting ready to say, I absolutely agree. I think that's the the only one that's really made me be like, this is a good limited barrel-proof yeah. weeder. I will say, though, we we have both. We we pulled the Fred Minnick, and we both tried this before we actually reviewed it. We did. And you might be in for a surprise, folks. Granted, it was a quick, like, I'm... I gotta run over to Perry's house for a second. Hey, let's try this for a second. We're talking. We're not really like Okay, I love that nose. I really like the nose. <laughs> that's that's good. Right off the bat, it's like a four. That's it's it's just the classic barrel proof weeded bourbon nose. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know there's no way. It's sweet. It's corny. It's almost like like frosted flakes. Yes, 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 yes. So much like frosting, like yep. yeah. frosting and strawberry. Oh, it's so funky. Yeah, and the it's a weird palate. The palate is way different than the nose. So much different. I expect to have like buttercream icing and on like like strawberry like drizzle or something and it's not anything like that. I start getting like blueberries and cinnamon. I was going to say it turns into baking spices. Yeah. Like it's really like going back to smelling and tasting and color. The nose is very like pink and white and like this bright and then the palette turns into this dark like brown sugar color like yeah. lots of kind of maple and maybe maple and like biscuit again I just wish that the finish were longer there's not hardly any finish to be no. a barrel proof product 124.4 proof that does not finish like hundred. I mean, I could I could grab any one of these Knob Creek picks and at 120 proof and the finish just would go triple of what this does. Are there some Knob Creek picks over there I'm I'm missing? No, I'm just saying I know oh, you okay. have I know you have them laying around. I'm just Well, not right now. All of them's been condensed into my infinity bottle. <laughs> well, you did have them laying I did, around. Yeah. <laughs> there were <laughs> there were usually Knob Creek picks. There were a lot of them, a lot of them that around. were like 2 or 3 ounces, so I could take a Knob Creek pick, maybe that I don't actually see right now, and it would the finish would kill it. And I know they're two completely different products; they're different ages and all that. I'm just saying, as far as like a 120 plus product, like there's no finish; it's gone. Yeah, I think that like if we're if we're talking apples to apples, I think that <clears throat> Maker's Cast Strength. Oh, I would have has this. more finish mm -hmm. than this does, and I think that's what the problem has been with Larceny Barrel Proof through and through. It strives to be the best barrel proof weeded bourbon on the market, and it just isn't. There's... For less, for twenty dollars less, you can get Maker's Cast Strength, which is infinitely better. Yeah, than Larceny Barrel Proof is. That being said, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. This finally shows that they are getting things in gear and they are moving towards having a consistent product. I was going to say, there's even like, there's even like Weller 107 P 
picks that Absolutely. I have that, like 100% have a bigger finish than yeah. this. And they're 107 proof. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely you 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 said it said what I need to, what I wanted to say. It's in the right direction, but makers cast strength just yeah. I'd still do that. So, nose palette finish price. I'm going to let you go first since um, I went first last time. Nose, man, four and a half. Mm. Like, I'd smell it all day. It's like buttercream icing and strawberries. It's so good. Palette, two and a half. Um, it's not, I'm, it's almost not like it's a bad palette. It's just so different from the nose that I'm disappointed when I have it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like absolutely. I want that nose in. On the palette. Yep. Um, finish a one at the most. Um, Price at sixty dollars. Two. I'd buy. I'm this. not. I'm not far off from you. I'd buy this if it was a thirty dollar bottle. Yeah. Um, nose for me was a four. Palette was a three. Echoing a lot of the same things that you were saying. Um, yeah, finish is just rough. There's just nothing going for it. Um, one as well. Um, I like the price on this a little bit better than you do, but I would easily pick up Maker's Cast Strength before I grab this. Um, I'm going to give it a three on price. Um, unfortunately, it's just, you know, and until this product becomes more veritable for its value, I can't. I can't justify spending that. I really can't. Um, I I think that gives me an eleven, another eleven out of twenty. Um, boy, we are dunking on stuff today. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. What did I give on? Let's see. You said four point five. Four point five. Two point five. Two point five. One and one. two. I think that's Plus. a ten. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just it want these products is. to be better. They should be. They should be amazing. And I can't, I, I don't get it. I cannot understand why these bottles are not just blowing us away. I don't know. It's just it's just that larceny. I've only had a few picks of larceny that were decent at best. Like, I don't yeah. even like the regular larceny. Just the off-shelf larceny. I like larceny. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know. I think the, the longer it's gone on, though, I would prefer Makers. Yeah. But that's just me. Speaking of makers, our first two TTB labels are for the wood finishing series from Makers Mark. Oh, so we're doing a one and a two again. We're doing a one and a two again. It's the BRT01 and BRT02. Uh, not really sure what BRT is going to stand for because, like, FAE was Facet Addy, fat, wait, Fatty, fatty acid, acid Esters. Um, um, let's see, BRT. Bourbon right there. Bourbon real tasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like it's going to be 110 proof, 110.6, excuse me. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the final proof on it. We'll see. Um, at the very least, the O2 has a, a different proof. So it could be, it could be accurate. Uh, on the back, it says BRT01 tells a story of the first three years of extraction at the top of the warehouse, which experiences large temperature swings. You'll get more barrel extra extractives. 
with caramel and a hint of it is apparently and a hint of toastiness brto2 is all about the final years of reaction at the bottom where it's cooler year round you'll find darker heavier characteristics along with some fruit and chocolate bottom rick how bottom rick tier why would they both be bottom rick tier if one of them's for the top i'm just come on eric (laughs) Get it together. <laughs> I was looking at the one that said from the bottom. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm messing with you. Um, I still want to know what it means. I do too. Maybe we'll find out sometime. Um, I'm assuming that this is going to be another one that's like 65 bucks, 70 bucks a bottle. It's, I think that's what they all have been, right? Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in trying this. We'll see. We'll certainly, certainly see. And we'll blend them together. We will 100% do that. Uh, we might even blend these next two together because they are also uh, basically cut from the same cloth, <laughs> just different ages, and I guess different proofs as well. Uh, the first one is a single cask nation wild turkey nine-year-old pick. 56.7% ABV. Uh, that's that's about it. Still to matured in <laughs> Lawrenceburg. Um Looks to be fairly high on the richness, as is the uh, the next one, which is also a single cask nation wild turkey product. Uh, this single barrel is twelve years old though, mm. and fifty nine point nine percent. So that's that's pretty high. That's almost one twenty proof. 1. Yeah, that's point eight one. That's one nineteen point eight. That's that's one of the higher turkey products. Well, it's not a turkey product, but well, that's a turkey product. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting one, that one. <laughs> one of 101 bottles. Yeah, nice. buddy. Heck yeah. And this is uh, CNA. Oh. Oh, is it? Oh my gosh, it is. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's the one right there. Hmm. Yeah. What we, the, what, we're we're getting that one. See what the other one. What is MCB? Must carry bourbon. <laughs> Mother <laughs> cutting bay? No. <laughs> oh, <Babies>? no. What? <laughs> Is that just like just a warehouse B or something like that? It it might be. Uh, B. I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, that, that twelve year one though. Yep. That's caught my attention. We're definitely gonna try to find that. Uh two more TTB labels before we get to our final review. <laughs> this first one is weird. Uh, a blend of straight bourbon whiskey, Kentucky Walker. <laughs> exactly what everybody wants. A high corn mash bill. Four years old. Four years old. 80 proof. 80 proof. <laughs> it looked. Oh, my gracious. Look at this label. Look at this. This deer. It's has a deer wearing a hat. Wearing a hat. <laughs> it's wearing a fedora. <laughs> okay, I'm into this. I want to try this so badly. <laughs> I want to buy stock in this company. <laughs> I, I was I was getting ready to just shit all over it, but I saw that deer. Like they even ripped off like the, the George T. Stag <laughs> label. They've got. Hold on. Hold the presses. Hold the presses. They have my favorite thing in all of bourbon on the back label. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> While all bourbon is whiskey, not all whiskey is bourbon. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. 
Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I've, I'm going to, I'm going to have to get a bottle no, of this. We got to try that. We are 100% getting that and reviewing I'm it. getting and... that deer with the hat tattooed on me right now. <laughs> Lord. What do you think his name is? George. George. <laughs> he looks like a George. He does look like a George. Middle name Trevor. George. Trevor. George Trevor Stag. Stag. <laughs> The long lost stepbrother of George <laughs> T. Stagg. He's the junior. He's the Stag Junior. <laughs> That's where Junior went. That's where Junior went. He, he went, went to, to Kentucky Walker. He went to start his own thing called Kentucky Walker. It makes so much sense now. Uh, it's giving me a headache is what it's doing. You know what's funny? So I saw a, uh, a post on um, one of the boards and it was like, Here's a stag pick for, you know, how much you want it. But in parentheses, does not say junior. It's stag junior without the junior. Yeah, I saw one of those too. <laughs> saw one of those too. Uh, rounding out the, the TTB labels, that's what we're doing right now, is the first American single malt whiskey to come from the James B. Beam Distillery. It's four years old. Looks to be 94 proof. Uh, malted barley is their their single malt. I am really excited about this. I'm really, really pumped for this product. Um, you haven't had a whole lot of experience with single malts. Nope. Uh, Maybe this is the time. I think this is going to be how you, how the, um, I don't know. I know <laughs> the seal saying. is broken. Yes. <laughs> I like this logo, too. I like it's it cool. a lot. Yeah, I, I think they did a great job with the, the label. I'm curious to see what the bottle shape is going to look like. Oh, yeah. What if they put it in an Knob Creek one? <laughs> I bet it would be something like the, what's, what's the funny, old granddad on. bottle. What's, what's funny about that, though, is that they've got like a rounded neck tag. So if it went on like a Knob Creek bottle, it would like flap down on the front and the back and then be flat on the on the top sides. I didn't look at that. <laughs> they don't even go through like the effort to remove like the engraved part of it that says Knob Creek. And you can see it poking through the label. God, that would be so funny. It would be hysterical. Okay. Our final review for the episode. Um, you want to hear some snack news? I would love to hear some snack news. So Hostess has two snacks out. Oh. That are currently showing up in 7-Elevens around the nation. It's a shame we don't have a 7-Eleven in Lexington. I know. I've been looking. But they are jumbo donuts. So Hostess has the little bitty... <laughs> wait a minute. So they're just regular donuts? No, wait. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Let me get to it. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, they're bigger versions of them. But they're caffeinated. What? They are they are two flavors. They're called Hostess Boost. And one is chocolate mocha and they are caffeinated. And one is caramel mochiato. And they are jumbo donuts. And they have caffeine in them. Oh. Skip the coffee, they say. Who shared did somebody share that in our group? I think I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah, those just look like regular donuts, my guy. Look, yeah, but they got <laughs> caffeine in them. 
I mean, you're speaking to me. But this one goes to 11. Yeah, that's true. Breakfast has plenty of classic pairings. Bacon and eggs, bagels and cream cheese, cereal and milk. Still, coffee and donuts maintain a legendary status. But why? Does this duo offer a combination of symbolic flavors? Yes! (laughs) Or is it simply the ultimate mix of sugar and caffeine? Find out for yourself. Somebody please bring those to Whiskey Weekend. (laughs) I have to have them. Have I mentioned this on the show? I'm going to stop by the Friday of Whiskey Weekend. Uh, I feel like you talk about it just in like Patreon or something. Yeah, like that. I don't remember for sure, but um, yeah, Eric and I are going to be recording that Friday, uh, and I'm going to see people and yeah. people that I love and miss very, very much. I'm hoping we just have like a random like line of just random people that just show up and they're just like on for a few minutes. <sighs> Works for me. I'll put out. We'll put out a oh uh, invitation. Dropping my phone. All right. Oh, and on um, Instagram news, yeah, somebody posted a picture of a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't sealed, and so everybody was mad. I mean, it was sealed, and everybody said, "It's you know, you drink your bourbon." That's my news. Well, thanks for your uh, contribution there, Eric. So, our final review of the episode, and because we have uh, made it through all the news and everything, we can take a little bit more time with this Holy one. cow, this is 130.8 proof. Yes, it is. My gracious. Uh, 16-year-old barrel seagrass, distilled in Canada. It's finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy casks. Uh, aged in the U.S. and Canada. Canada. But yes. proof. Um, Did we capture on anything when you tried the original seagrass and you just took a sip of it? I think it's just your your memory. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You captured it in your memory of me just looking at you going, I wish I could share that with everybody. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna settle in for this one. That smells. It smells very tropical. It smells like it smells like a drink that you would you're like at the beach and you're just like, give me the most beachy drink you have with as much like random rum stuff. Yeah. Is this finished? It smells like rum. Well it is finished in rum. Did oh, you not listen to me? Sorry. <laughs> It's finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy casks. Okay, okay, sorry. For anybody who missed it the first time, yes, okay. <laughs> now you got it a second time as well. Um, okay. Do you do you want to know the price now, or once we've tasted it? Don't tell me. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait until we've tasted it. I want to. I want to try to say like I would pay this for it and see if it's anything close to what it is. Okay. Oh, dude, I could smell that all day. It is. It's so tropical. It's like, it, is, like it, it even smells like you're on the beach. I mean, it's got that kind of like... It's that like fruit punch coconut. Yeah. Sea saltiness about it as well. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love the nose. Uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's a... It's kind of like a scent they'd use at like Disney because Disney uses mm-hmm. like you'd walk into different places and they make things smell different. Like, oh, that smells so good. Oh, dude. 
Oh my gracious, that coconut. This is so much better than that other seagrass. It's hot though. <laughs> mm, that finish. It oh, is still hot going. for 130 proof. Oh. Dude. That coconut finish. Can I be honest with you? Mm. I think this might be one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. <laughs> this is one of the most unique whiskeys I've I'm, ever had. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not trying to put on airs or anything. I think, like, it meets perfectly between unique and really enjoyable. Oh, I enjoy it a lot. And, I mean, if I, if I had a bottle of this, it would not last long. And now Fruit Punch is coming through. Yeah. It's almost like... Yeah, oh, coconut and fruit punch. Like, that's crazy. That's really crazy. It's just sitting in my gums. <laughs> mm. Like, it's so it's so hot. It, the proof is so high that it's just hanging out. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad that's good. I did not want I knew to. You, I knew you were going to like this So one. why do they call it seagrass? I don't know. Is this, this would be beach grass. Because <laughs> the this other one be, tasted like the sea. This should be dunes. Yeah, <laughs> barrel something. barrel dune grass, <laughs> dune grass, something. The, the other one tasted like you were drinking the sea. This tastes like you made a the best beach drink ever, and you're sitting on the beach, looking at the sea. No, like like no joke. Like oh my gosh, I love that coconut note. I'm not a big coconut person, but I love I'm like not either. I love the flavor of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned uh, about a Jack Daniels pick I had that had this coconut on it that was just awesome. And, like, this is just coconut yeah. fruit punch. Oh, I love this so much. That finish is mm. The fact that it's incredible. 130 proof, too. All right. I would pay $150 for this. I don't know. Oh no. You're about a hundred dollars off. Two fifty? It's two fifty. Oh no. <laughs> two fifty? That's a lot. What I'll pay it. Having tried this and liking it as much as I do. Can we split it? <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely okay. i think that this is like perfect for somebody who is looking to have something unique and something really cool on their bar but they can't they have to split it with somebody else yeah. it's not the most ideal but look there is a lot of work that goes into blending this product and finishing it this is a triple finished whiskey it's 16 years old. And it's 16 and years it's old. it's 130 proof. I mean, that that's that alone. Man. <laughs> that's worth the, pr so the price unique. of admission. I know. Man. So unique. This is what I love about bourbon and rye. It's so transportational. <laughs> like, it just... That memory that you've got in the back of your head, you just... you. Get sent there. Yeah, that's the thing. Every time. Yeah, it puts you in a time and a place. Like it's not just a taste. Are you writing a song over there? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a time, time and a place. 
Not just your taste. Barrel craft spirits, seagrass 16. <laughs> just writing the jingle for him. I love it. Uh, Joe, hit me up. We need to... <laughs> we'll record it. <laughs> so, rating time. Nose palette finish price. Each category is out of five. Total score out of 20. Or 20, depending on if my voice is going to crack. 20. <laughs> 20. 20. You ever realize that you can't imitate a voice cracking very well, like on command? Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. It just has to happen yeah. naturally. All right, you go first. All right. Nose. Five. Four and a half. Totally fair. I I think this is just it's so it's just so like perfectly crafted. And it feels like I can just transport myself to where this smells like. And it's so enticing. And the flavors are so good. And it's just, it's not harsh. It's not a harsh palate. It's so warm and inviting. And it just makes you want to, like, relax. I just, yeah, I can't get over how tropical it is. And it doesn't drink like it's 130 proof. Mm -mm. It drinks so, so easily. Crushable. Ugh. <laughs> I'm look. Uh, five. Damn. I love this whiskey, dude. <laughs> I really do. I haven't had anything as much as I have loved this in a long, long time. All right. Hear me out. Three point five. Okay. Because. I don't know. I have. I would have to be in the mood for this, if that makes sense. If I'm going for a 16 year old like rye or a bourbon or okay. something, okay. I am not. I have to be like, oh, I need that fruit, fruity tropical thing. It tastes amazing. I just don't think that that's something that I could just reach for all the time. I, I guess I'm focusing more on like how how well crafted this is that's me you know, being very you know picky yeah i mean i i could i could maybe bump it down to a four you don't have to though but i don't want to no. just because it's i just enjoy this so much and i'm so bummed that we only have a 200 mil sample of it because <laughs> i mean there's not much of that 200 mil left maybe a 10 mil well that's yours right there <laughs> maybe 20 i'm not sure keep it for the beach yeah oh oh heck save yeah. that for vacation yes and then experience all that surrounding with the floor <sighs> i'm gonna do it i'm gonna 100 percent do it finish i think is where it drops off just a bit i like the finish a lot but it does leave behind a lot of like burning alcohol <laughs> true to it but I still I still enjoy it. Uh, this is where I give it a 3.5. I'm going with a 3. Okay. I think 
it's a great finish. I mean, a three is right down the middle. It's a good finish. It's there. Um, but like you said, it's more of a burn finish and drops off as opposed to like, I'm getting like a long, like flavorful finish. Yep. Price though. <laughs> ah! Here's the thing. <laughs> I really do love this whiskey. I really, really enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. It's so, it is crushable. But I don't want to drink something that, that's $250 you don't and want to go. crush a $250 bottle. Exactly. $50 bottle. Exactly. Um, I'm not saying that it doesn't warrant that price point, price tag, but I do think that it needs a little bit of an adjustment. Also, $250 is so much money oh, to spend so on much. a bottle of whiskey. Um, I'm going to give it a three. And that's me being very generous. <laughs> I mean, exceptionally generous to a $250 price point. Um, I went 2.5. I was right around. I'm pretty yep. much the same. Uh, I just think of like the things that I've actually paid close to that. And I think of like, uh, you know, a Kentucky owl or something like that. And it's like four roses, 20 year, four roses, 20 year. Um, and those I still are, can't believe we have that <laughs> right that we've, that we've tasted it on the podcast. Like it's ours. I, um, I know, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like this, this is going to sound really bad, weird. But it's like, I don't want a crushable pour with how good it is to cost that much. I agree. I totally agree. Because I feel like that price tag warrants a pour that's like, okay, I have I instantly want to like slow I, down and enjoy exactly. this. And I don't want to crush it's it. Like, it's like something that you go, I have worked for this. Yes. Right? Like, I deserve this. Right. And it's not to say that you could have this and, and go, I don't deserve no, this. No, this is, but we're th- going on the beach and we're getting rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> and give me that 16-year-old rye right there. Like, we're going to party. This is the most expensive party drink ever. <laughs> so. Uh, I... I love this. I just, hands down... It's the party starter, man. I love it so much. Um... It's currently, I mean, of everything that we've had this year, and we're only two months in, probably my number one. It'd be hard to like just do a side by side and that not just be like over top of everything, yeah. just based on how unique and how good it yeah. is. Uh, my final score was a sixteen point five uh, out of twenty. I think I had a thirteen point five. Yeah. So, if man, if that was cheaper, that'd be dangerous. If it was one fifty, I could easily justify thinking more about picking one up <laughs> well yeah because i mean that's almost like if you bought two bottles that's almost the price of one you know what i mean yeah like i'd take that to the beach and i'd just crush it man like it's crazy i completely agree and i just i i want i want this to just be more affordable yeah that's all it needs that's all it needs it's just a hundred dollars less but I mean, if if money fell into my lap <laughs> and I just had a spare two hundred and fifty dollars, I would one hundred percent pick this up. One hundred percent pick this up. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's it dangerous. shouldn't be 
this easy to drink. Shouldn't be allowed, man. <laughs> it should be illegal. <laughs> should be illegal to have a 16-year-old awesome fruity punch drink and it'd be $250 with coconut <laughs> and remnants of the beach. Did I mention the fruit punch? <laughs> Did I mention it tastes like a fruity drink? We need to uh, put a little, I'd put a little uh, umbrella in this. I love that so much. (laughs) I wish we had an umbrella here so that we could do that for the Instagram picture. That would be awesome. That'd be spectacular. Um, We need to like put this up against. We got much to put it up. Well, I know, but look at that. It's almost gone. But I was gonna say, put it up against the Nulu Perry's Punch. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, it'd be completely different, but at the same time, very. um, It's only ten point. Uh, proof off. It's 120, right? What was that sentence? Uh, 10, but they, I couldn't get it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, it is only 10. 10 proof points off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. That's That was a lot of stuff we did there in about an hour's time. That's how we go. That's how we do. Amen. Tips and bits? Tips and bits. I'm excited about this week's tips and bits because I, I, I jumped on a hype train way late, but... I'll get to it. What's yours? Well, I feel like there's one that we both could recommend, so I didn't know if you were going to do it or not. Is it the new episode of Hot Ones with yes. Dave Grohl? Yes. Dude, I almost... I, <laughs> it's I so ne- good. Here's the thing. I never thought that I would watch an episode of Hot Ones and cry. Dude. But I came so... At the end, when Sean got choked up... Yeah. I, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But a- look... They're taking I, shots. Of like, yeah. It's so good. I And it proved to me that there is a way that we can incorporate Sean Evans into an episode or a live stream or whatever of the podcast yeah. where we are eating hot wings and drinking whiskey. Listen, Dave Grohl is just he a magical was man. So cool. So cool. <laughs> he was so so cool. cool, dude. It was so awesome. And I have and like I already had respect for him, but I like it just blew up after watching that episode. But that's kind of so Hot Ones is kind of my recommendation in general this week because I have spent the last couple of weeks just binging Hot Ones, just watching episode after episode. And up until yesterday, I think my favorite episode was the one with Paul Rudd. Yeah. Which is so, it's so gentle and sweet. Right. And just that moment where Paul looks at him and goes, hey, look at us. Yeah. Like, it's just so, it's just so wholesome. And I love it so much. But this, this one with Dave Grohl, oh my gosh. And like he's a fan of the show too. Yeah. He's and like bucket list. Like yeah. he's like, this is my bucket list right now. It's, I, I I could go on about it. Yeah, but. and you like him just being so cool. It is like you're just like amazed. Like you're like he's the man. Like you're just listening yes. to him talk, the jokes he's saying, like his mannerisms and stuff. And, and he's he just, and he is he is his own biggest critic too. I mean, he is so self aware of what I mean. He was like, yeah, my drumming technique is. I'm basically just hitting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have I don't have any refinement to what I do. But he's I it, it was amazing. I I love that episode. I genuinely like want to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Which I, there have been very few of those shows that I have felt like that. Um but just it, it's like an instant classic, I feel like, for for so hot good. ones. So good. But 
the doing shots thing. Yeah. Oh, let's take another shot. Let's Come do on. a shot. Let's do a shot. <laughs> he starts out with cocktails. He's like, I want to have a little cocktail, you know? I want to add my spin on this. And then right in the middle of it, he's like, let's do another shot. Let's do shots. Let's do shots. <laughs> Where's the whiskey at? Let's do some shots. And Sean is so oh, all in on it too, by dude. By the end, and you can tell like Sean is just like, he's feeling it too. Like, oh, he he's was, getting emotional. Oh. Like he, you, He's like, he's they're throwing F-bombs down. I won't make you edit, but we're like, it's so good. I love it, man. I love that show so much. And it always makes me crave hot wings. Yeah. Always. I cannot watch it without going. I just want some buffalo wings right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should did you watch the Thundercat episode? Thundercat. Not yet, yeah. no. He like he eats them like the wings in like one bite. He like Oh dude, I saw it like they showed a clip of yeah, it during should, yeah. during Dave's episode. And he just completely just Oh my gosh. Like there's no way there isn't some like gnarly piece oh, of yeah, bone no that's doubt. in there too that he's just munching down on. Tag on. That is I I mean it is kind of like at this point, a bucket list to be on that show, or at so least fun. just just to have Sean be a part of something that we do with the that podcast. Would be awesome. If anybody listening has any kind of connection that could potentially get us in contact with Sean Evans from Hot Ones, please, 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 <laughs> please let us know. We I I want to do the the Hot Ones bag of. Boneless chicken wings that you can yeah, get. Yeah, we're going to do that. We are 100. I mean, it's actually got the last dab in it. Yeah. It's like a 3 million Scoville. <laughs> I'll poop all over the place. <laughs> I, will, I will mention my least favorite one, though. And I wasn't expecting it to be my least favorite because I think this guy's ridiculous and fun to watch. I hated the Jeff Goldblum episode. I don't think I've watched that one. It's not good. He is, he is so... You can tell that Sean, like, doesn't fully know how to handle him yeah and he's being there's almost like a level of disrespect that it feels like he he has for the whole thing and it's just it it just doesn't i don't know It, it it makes me feel less less about jeff goldblum yeah i don't know anyway (laughs) you got anything else um so i watched a bad movie and i watched a good movie okay the Bad. New Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Uh-oh. Is a fucking mistake. Here's... Okay. Um, here, uh, I want to say something before we move on. I'm not, I'm not editing your swear words out anymore. Oh, what? I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's, not it's not anything you did. It's just I feel like I set a precedent with you. When you came on the show, where I was like, look, I'm going to allow you like three. Okay. But I have to edit them out. I'm is not, not going to edit is them Is there like anymore. a number that we got to stick to? No, but I, just, I mean, like. Being, I mean, I'm not like throwing them down all the time. Yeah, you, like, weren't, you weren't Dave Grohl on Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. For real. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's not like it's a consistently just expletive no, laden no, no. podcast. So, I've. But when I get really like passionate about something, like, it, I can't. I can't. I don't care. You look. If somebody gets offended by it or upset by it, sorry. <laughs> it's a whiskey podcast. You shouldn't be listening to it around your kids. <laughs> this, is Amer- this is America, Dad Gummit, <laughs> freedom of speech. <laughs> okay. 
Whew, I feel like I don't know what to say now. Weight lifted off your shoulder? <laughs> Barry just gave me a, like a birthday present. Um, no, 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 I'm not going to go crazy with it. But uh, Anyway, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix, like I said before, it's a mistake. It's bad, man. Like, as somebody who loves horror movies and loves the original, I didn't go into this expecting much, but I expected a little better than this. Yeah. This is just bonkers bad. <laughs> it takes place 50 years later from the original, so it's like, it's not like part 20 or whatever, like, moving on. It takes place in this town, and spoiler warning, the, these, the victims, they literally buy a whole town... Because they're they're like hipster chefs, and they've bought a whole town to like try to like bring people in. They want to see like a retro town and stuff. And there's one building that they can't find the deed for, and it's the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> and his mama, his mama is still there. <laughs> Old Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. And something happens to Mama, and he wears Mama's face, and he goes after all these people. It's bad. There's a good scene if you like gore, and it involves a bus. It's bad. It's real bad. Don't. I I, hate watch this movie. It's not good at all. It's horrible. Um. One of the one of the Survivor girls. One of them, she's like the smallest little girl you've ever seen, and she literally takes the chainsaw and does an uppercut with it and knocks Leatherface like into the air. Like she, it's ridiculous. There's one scene that's like a Mortal Kombat, like they sledgehammered him down through the floor, and it, it's just bad. I can't. Incredible. I mean, you you listen to me talk about it, it sounds ridiculous because yeah. it is. Um, the good. Jackass Forever. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so good. And like, yes, there's a lot there's lots of dicks in it. Um, but you can kind of see it's got the majority of the original cast, not Ben Margera. There's a lot of drama with that. But Johnny and Pontius and Steve O, they're all there. But you can tell they're like they're older guys now. Yeah. So it's not all about like these really like perverted, like crazy st- stuff going on. There's no like sexual things and stuff like that. It's just them having a good time. Yeah, they're back together. They're doing these stunts that they shouldn't be doing, and it's just fun. Like I took my my two little boys to it. I can't they're believe you did that. Ten and eight. I did. I can't believe you I did, did that. <laughs> It's the most. There, there is a lot of messed up stuff that happens in that movie. That is the most messed up thing about that movie is that you took your two, other than <laughs> other than the wieners and stuff. It's not that bad, okay? I'm kidding. Um, no, like it's just I feel like that's kind of like everybody can enjoy it, but it's like it's me and the boys. Like we're having yeah. like yeah, yeah. Mom's not there, sister's not there. We're going to have like just crazy time with jackass <laughs> and it's just fun like you can tell like a lot of these guys uh are just like i said older they're just having fun they don't care about all the other stuff they're just partying and having a good time together and doing their thing and they've got a small group of like the newer generation jackass people who maybe they'll like kind of take the 
take the crown and run with it or something like that. Yeah. They're doing their stuff. So it's just a mix of new and old. And I just laughed the whole time. And it was just fun to just sit there and just laugh at something that I remember laughing at when I was like, you know, 12, yeah. 13 years old. So if you like Jackass mm-hmm. stuff, I highly recommend Jackass Forever. I I want to see it. it dude, I, I really want to I, I want to talk about the stuff so much and I just can't. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> The only part I've seen is Johnny Knoxville getting slammed by a bull. Oh my gosh. I thought he was And that dead. was just that was just because it was on Kimmel or something. He he maybe he, it was he foul, redoes that that famous stunt. Like he did that in like one of the older older ones. Yeah. He redoes it again but he's like however 10 15 years older yeah. now and he should it's probably a worse hit or a worse bump than it was in that original one when he yeah. was younger the first the, the opening is a kaiju it looks like a godzilla thing oh my gosh but it's i can't explain it i can't say it <laughs> without i don't want to ruin anything it's just so good so good uh well I have been playing, um, and I'm I'm not I'm not to the point where I can give like <clears throat> I would say a full review of it, um, but I have been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus so much recently, um, and it is it is the best Pokemon game I think that has ever come out. I love it so much. It's so much fun. Um, but I, I spent, I've spent a lot of time going, all right, let's just get through Like, come on, <laughs> like just move, move it along. And like the, for anybody who doesn't know, it's Pokemon set in basically like, I think a hundred years before the first one or something like that, uh, where Pokemon aren't like friendly and they are not accepted as companions and everything. And so there is a team of people who are trying to learn more about them and you fall through time and you become a member of the survey corps and you're basically tasked with going out and studying Pokemon, capturing as many as you can um, and just learning about them to create the first Pokedex. And what's crazy about the first Pokedex is that it's not digital. It's all like written out like in a book and everything. It's really, really cool. Um, So I was kind of under the impression, and this is no fault of anybody else other than myself, that it was going to be a lot less story driven and that it was just going to be more like, I'm going to go out, I'm going to learn about these, I'm going to capture a bunch of Pokemon, I'm going to see them battle, uh, all this stuff. And I, it, it, there is so much text and so much dialogue and story building that you have to get through. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. Like at time, Emily, like there, there are times where like, I will, I'll be so tired of reading text <laughs> that I will, I will just take a break from the game. Yeah. I'll take a break for like a couple hours and I'll come back and I'll feel, you know, more refreshed and ready to go at it and everything. But it's, I, it's still the best Pokemon game. <clears throat> Aside from maybe like the originals yeah. or, I mean, Crystal has awesome. been my favorite for a long time. Um, but, but this one is so, it's so unique. You don't, one of the best things about it is you don't have to battle wild Pokemon to catch them. You can just catch them 
by like hiding in the grass oh. and like making sure that they're yeah. Yeah. distracted or whatever. Um, there's no gym leaders because they haven't established like that kind of <clears throat> relationship with Pokemon yet. But there are these like, they're not alpha Pokemon, which is part of the game, but they're, they're called like, um, shoot. I can't remember what they're called. They're basically like in charge of regions yeah. and everything. And like, that's kind of how you progress, <clears throat> but there's no, there's no badge system or anything. Uh, it looks really good. There's some issues with the like background loading and everything. And like, you can see that images don't load exactly as they should from time to time. Like you can see <laughs> one of the worst things is you'll see like a flying Pokemon in the background and its wings will go like, <laughs> and it won't actually like, you know, have like a fluid flying motion. It's just kind of like one per second frame <laughs> where you can see its wings flapping. Um, but I, I, I really, really like it, and I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. Uh, and once I'm, I'm all done with it, um, you know, then I'll talk about it more. But anyway. Old school Pokemon. Old school indeed. I think that about does it. Does it? Yeah. Well, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com. Slash my bourbon podcast, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can help us out with whatever things we got going on. We got bills to pay, we got stuff to do to keep the show going. And at five dollars, you get all the uh, extra uncut stuff. We got extra episodes. We got simply irresistible, our new show. We were we're going through samples in Perry Studio. It's really fun. Um, there's pores from the floor on there. If you want to go back and listen to those, those will be coming back later after some sample irresistible. Just a lot of fun stuff going on at Patreon. If you want to send us an email with questions, comments, or you know, want to send a sample or a bottle to review, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Also got some merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. If you want some whiskey mutant merch, it's whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. Um, if you want to leave us a barrel rings, which I heard we have one this week. Oh yeah, we do have one this week. It's a voicemail system where you can talk to us, not in real time, but then we'll talk to you on here. We'll play it and we'll reply to it. 859-428-8253. Um, if you want to do it, follow us on all social media. It's my bourbon pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we got a Facebook group where you can ask questions for Patreon. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in there. This is my bourbon uh, podcast Facebook group. Uh, you can follow me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, TikTok, and you can follow Perry at Pritter seventeen ninety two on it's Instagram. That's true. Um, He's not lying. It's true. It is true. It is true. Um, you can go to YouTube. You can follow the show. This is my bourbon podcast. Um, Perry goes live every Thursday at eight o'clock. Um, I try to join him about once a month, but he's doing reviews, interviews, and all sorts of things over there on YouTube. And do we have a barrel rings? We do have a barrel okay. ring. Are you ready to hear it? I think so. Oh, also leave a review. Leave a five star review on Apple or Spotify now. Um, that helps us out and you can leave a bad one. We'll read it out. We'll probably talk to you badly, but either way, leave a review. It helps. And just tell your friends about the show. Yeah. All right. Barrel ring time.
fighting on the show soon. Um, and after that, I'm thinking, you me, Eric, you me, and Barry, we go knock it out at Taco Bell, buddy. Uh, all the best to everybody. Love and cheers. Talk to you soon. That's fantastic. Knock it out at Taco Bell. Knocking it out at Taco Bell. As he's on the treadmill. Man. What if we got three treadmills and we ordered... We ordered Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I would, we drank whiskey. We drank whiskey. We recorded we a podcast. On a treadmill. We had to do a 5K on the treadmill while we ate Taco Bell, drank whiskey, and recorded a podcast. I would die. <laughs> I would die. But it's for content. We could film it too. It'd be live stream. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. And uh, next week, I'm not sure what's happening at the moment, but uh, we Treadmills, will. No, nope. nope. not that. Not that. I. Uh, but that does it for this week, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that the news is back. We'll see you real soon. Until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my Bourbon Podcast.